0: If you would turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I'm going to take just a moment here, excuse me, to um, look at seven verses in this seventh chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, and this will be a a two-part lesson, I'll conclude the lesson next Lord's Day, the Lord willing, but... um, the title of the lesson is The Road Less Traveled. I was giving my sermons to Blake and Mark earlier, and I told Mark I was going to quote him on this. Um, and I always tell him which one I'm going to preach first and which one I'm going to preach second. And I said, the second lesson title will be The, the Road Less Traveled. And Mark said, well, it sounds like it's going to be a bumpy one. He <laughs> so <laughs> A lot of truth to that. When you take the road less traveled, uh, typically it tends to be a a bumpy road. But why do you take it? It's because it's going to get you where you want to go. And in the seventh chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, what the author of the book, the preacher, Solomon, I believe, um, what he does is he offers a series of comparisons And I believe what he's doing based on observation, experience, and the wisdom that is his from God is he's saying that these these things are better. Here's a, a case where the use of the word better is appropriate. There are certain things in life that are just better than others. And if you want a better life, you take these paths that may or may not be the path that everybody else takes. In fact, usually it will be the road less traveled. The first one that he begins with, we're going to look at three this this Lord's Day and we'll look at the rest next Sunday. But the first that he begins with here in verse 1 pertains to reputation. And what he draws us to do is to consider the fact that a good name or one's reputation in life is better than a good ointment. Now when you think about a good ointment, and it may be translated in your Bible, a perfume, the ointment had value. It has value. It it can be used for medicinal purposes. If it's perfume, it can make you smell better, or it can make the person around you smell better. But if you think about the value that comes with ointment... It's only temporary. And it only addresses an issue that is important in this life. But what is better is to live your life in such a way so as to leave a good name. At the end of your life, based upon the way that you have lived your life, what will there be? He also says in verse 1, and I think this has to be considered in context, that the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth. Well, he actually addresses that several times throughout the book of Ecclesiastes and gives different reasons for that. But if you think about reputation, reputation ends with your death. And if you live with godly wisdom, if you live according to God's plan for your life, you will build a good reputation and there will be something about your life that will last. The day of one's birth is just the beginning. That's the easy part. It's finishing that is the difficult part. Now let's look at a few verses that will help us to understand maybe even more fully why this, this matter of reputation is so important. It's important to those that that love you, but it's also important to God because God loves us. In Proverbs 22, and verse uh, 1, the proverb writer stated that a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. So in life, the pursuit of ointment, the pursuit of that which only has value on a temporary basis, needs to take a back seat to the development of character, to becoming the type of person who dies with a good name. That's something that no one can take away from you. There may be those who would slander your name. There may be those who are malicious gossips, who are going to do everything within their power to affect your reputation. You can only control what you can only control. But they can only do so much. Right-thinking people in life will think right about you if you focus on building that reputation. In chapter 10 of the book of Proverbs in verse 7, the memory of the righteous is blessed. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. Think about that. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name, the life lived of the wicked. What's the memory there? It will rot. It makes me think of Revelation chapter 14, a, a, a passage that's often read at funerals, and appropriately so. But the statement is made in Revelation 14 verse 13. I heard a voice from heaven saying, "Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on kind of takes me back to that statement in, in uh, Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 1 the day of one's death is better than the day of one's birth blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on yes says the spirit so that they may rest from their labors for their deeds follow with them there's the reputation there's the good name that's the road less traveled I'll I'll take this to, to, to our youth and ask you the question to think about your friends. How many of your friends are telling you reputation is important? A good name is of great value. Now, as we get older, we may come to see that. But you want to take the road less traveled, this is the one you're going to take. And in all likelihood, your friends are not taking this road. They're not thinking about building a good name. They're not thinking about their reputation. But there are some who do think about that and who are focused on that. Spend time with them. Secondly, reflect often upon your final appointment. You know what your final appointment is, don't you? Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, it is appointed to man once to die. And then comes the judgment. You know, that's not an easy thing to do, is it? It's it's not easy to get up every day and think, this could be my last day. It's not easy to, to somehow find joy in this reflection upon the fact that I'm going to someday die. And yet Solomon says, and Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 2, it is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting because that is the end of every man and the living takes it to heart. You've been to funerals. You know what you're thinking about when you're there. You're not thinking about interest rates. You're not thinking about the stock market. You're not thinking about war that's taking place on the other side of the planet You're thinking about the fact that someday this is going to be me. You're at a place that maybe it's not the most pleasant, but there's wisdom to be gleaned from your presence there. He writes in verse 3 that sorrow is better than laughter. How so? For when a face is sad, a heart may be happy. Well, if I'm in the house of mourning, if I'm at a funeral service... I'm mourning the loss of a loved one. I'm I'm mourning the loss of a friend. I'm sad. But I'm also thinking about the end of my life. And if I'm living as I should be living, if I love the Lord (laughs) with with affection, then I know I'm not going to be separate. I'm not going to be accursed. I know that I'm going to be where I need to be. So while there may be this outward expression of sorrow, internally I'm finding peace. I'm, I'm, I'm finally realizing what is of greatest importance. Verse 4, the mind of the wise is in the house of mourning, while the mind of fools is in the house of pleasure. And it's not a matter of physical presence so much. It's just a matter of what we think about. The fool is thinking about the next part. The fool is thinking about the next good time. The fool is thinking about the passing pleasure of sin. The wise man, he's thinking about his final appointment. He's living his life focused upon eternity. The psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 90 and verse 12, Psalm 90 verse 12, Teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. That means... God, help me realize that my end is coming. I only have a certain number of days. That's a sobering thought, isn't it? If, if God would put a calendar for us, and, and that calendar had everyone's name on a certain date, We'd go forward years, but everybody here would be on that calendar, and this is the day you're going to die. <laughs> this is the day you're going to die. Well... We know that day's there. But it would be a a stark realization that I only have a, a limited number of days. Well, guess what? You only have a limited number of days. Without knowing that date, you know that. And to think about that is to take the road less traveled. Most are not thinking about their final appointment. Psalm chapter 39 and verse 4. Lord, make me to know my end and what is the extent of my days. Let me know how transient I am. Is that on your prayer list? Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths and my lifetime is nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. It is appointed to man once to die, And then comes the judgment. Make choices based on that reality. And then the third and final point in this lesson is to listen closely to the wisdom that is given by God. And it's wisdom quite often that comes to you through the voice of others. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 5, it's better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man than for one to listen to the song of fools. Notice he uses the word rebuke. It's better to listen to the rebuke. That's a chastisement. That is a, you shouldn't be doing this. That is a, you need to change. That is a, you need to pull yourself out of this. He said, it's better to listen to that than the song of fools. What's being? What's the song of fools? The song of fools is the song that's sung in the house of pleasure. What message is being communicated by the Song of Fools? It's take the road that everybody travels. It's stop focusing upon building a good name. It's never think about the fact that you're going to die. I mean, just eat, drink, and be merry. Don't worry about the end of life. It's better to listen to the rebuke of a wise man. Verse 6, for as the crackling of thorn bushes under a pot. Think about thorn bushes. Have you ever, have you ever started a fire with thorn bushes? How long did it last? It's not going to last very long, is it? It's not like burning oak it, it, or a redwood. It's, it's not going to last very long or cedar. It, it, it's, it's the crackling of thorn bushes. It sounds good, but it's only temporary. And all it's going to do is heat up that pot for a moment. So is the laughter of the fool and this too is futility. Interesting statement in verse 7 that I do believe is connected with verses 5 and 6. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 7. For oppression makes a wise man mad and a bribe corrupts the heart. Now what does that have to do with, with listening to godly counsel? Well, even a wise man under oppression, even a wise man under pressure, even a good man in the right set of circumstances can become extremely angry and do something he will regret. We've all been there. It was probably on the road, but we've all been there. It's those road rage cases. But let's take the road rage case, and maybe it's a family matter. Maybe it's something that happens at the job. Well, in those moments, remember. Remember the wisdom that came to you from God. Act accordingly. A bribe corrupts the heart. You put enough in front of someone, even a good man is going to tempt the heart. We often say that money changes people. We've all seen that, haven't we? Even people who normally wouldn't do certain things, if there's enough money put in front of them, they just might. Well, that could be you. So taking the road less traveled involves listening to the wisdom given by God because you're going to find yourself, not just in one, but in many situations that are going to result in you being tempted to do something that's going to take you off the road less traveled. Proverbs 6 and verse 23, For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching is light, and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. It's better to hear what you need to hear than what you want to hear. Proverbs 13 and verse 18, Poverty and shame will come to him who neglects discipline or instruction. But he who regards reproof will be honored. Chapter 15, verse 31 of the book of Proverbs. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline or instruction despises himself. You're shooting your own foot. But he who listens to reproof acquires understanding. And then finally, chapter 25 and verse 12, Proverbs 25 and verse 12, the, the author states, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. The one who listens to the reproof, he hears that which is of great value. Listen closely to the wisdom that is given. God. That's the road less traveled, but it's the key to a better life. If you're here today and you've never obeyed the gospel, then listen to what God is saying through his word. He has a better way, and the better way is eternal life, to take the steps necessary to find yourself upon the Lord's return. Find yourself faithful. Find yourself in eternity with Jesus. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you'll confess that faith this morning, repent of your sins, and then be baptized to have those sins washed away, you can leave here a Christian. Please come as we stand and sing.